Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host, live from Naples, Florida, Joey Nochilprano. Hello, Andy. We are post-show here on a Wednesday night in Naples, Florida, or what I refer to on stage tonight as God's waiting room. <laughs> Lots of old people. This is this is the uh you know when you're on the highway and it's like last exit for gas. This is last exit for breathing for a lot of people. Hey man, they're just they're they're going to the comedy club to get those last laughs in. Yeah, some I think the the comedy club here really nice club, very well produced. You know what I mean? Lots of good lights. Sometimes when they turn those bright lights on, to, you know, on the stage lights, I think a couple of people think it's their time. Yeah, people are like that's it. This is the light I've been hearing about. I said uh, to the crowd before the show tonight. It's like usually when I do well, I'm like, "Thanks for coming. Come back to see us again soon." I was like, "Tonight, I'm just gonna say that to half of you because I don't think the other half's making it on my for, to my next tour stop." Was there any young people in the crowd tonight? Was a lot younger than last night. Last night was like, I was like, "Are you guys is." Is Eddie Ift big in the senior community? Well, I'm surprised old people go out on like a Tuesday, Wednesday night. I know. And shout out to Off the Hook Comedy Club uh, for even doing Tuesday, Wednesday shows and doing a great job getting people in the room. Um, And also shout out to the Dirt Balls. A couple Dirt Balls uh, came tonight. And then also... Apparently, a couple dirt balls came last night, and then they messaged me after the fact, and we're like, we were there. Wish we had gotten a picture. Let me just say right up front. Let me start the show with a plug. Classic um, dirt ball move. Dirt balls. You can message me before the show and tell me that you're coming, and tell me that you know, well, like, hey, we wanted to buy you a Miller Light. Well, tell me that before the show. Otherwise, I'm going to sit in the green room, waiting for the club to disperse. Um. So, dirt balls. This doesn't go for all fans, but you guys, especially feel free to let me know that you're coming to the show in advance. If you want to like get a picture or you want to have a, have a beer together or you want to, you know, talk about the Ruth or curse, whatever you guys want to do, I'm available. Just let me know you're coming. Cause I hate it when I find out I missed a dirt ball. Sometimes Which- you, re- sometimes you regret meeting dirt balls, <laughs> certain ones, but you know, you, you never know until you meet them. And I regret not meeting some. So, guys, don't wait until after you've gotten back in your car all stoned or whatever the fuck you are, your buddy. And you're like, we're driving back to fucking. I forget where they said they were going to Bradenton or whatever. But just wanted to say what's up. Please say what's up before the show. And then I'll come out and say hello. I don't think we have any dirt balls in Key West. But if we do, uh, we'll be there. Tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday at Comedy Key West. So if you're coming, message me before. That'll be a young crowd. Be a young crowd. Uh, Eddie and I have a 
shout out to uh enterprise dirtball ct hall of fame dirtball lifetime lifelong seattle kraken fan hooking it up but eddie and i have a jeep wrangler top oh comes down oh boy the two of us rolling into key west in a top-down wrangler i was like eddie i'm making you wear one of the floral polo shirts i have and i'm making you wear one of the bucket hats i have and we're gonna ride into key west together like gay icons isn't key west isn't that one of the reality hit shows on netflix is it what what's it about wasn't there one about like the key west or was there a key west real oh there was kind of like a real world i'm not sure if there was a key west real world but there was wasn't there that show did you watch it that show with the guy from friday night lots lights that was in the keys on netflix i watched a couple seasons and then i bailed maybe i'm thinking of outer banks yeah outer banks is big that's what the kids that's a reality show i've never been to outer banks isn't a reality show that's a real show that's a real show Oh, you it's can like see new, it's like the new Dawson's Creek, I think. That's where I'm at right now. I don't watch any of this shit. And uh yeah, but I know Key West, lots of gays, and I'm super excited for it. That means it'll be good food and everything will be clean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've talked about this, like it's about gentrification. I'm all for gayification. Just take like the worst area of a city. Like if you just flooded South Dude, Side that, Chicago. That's, that's Hell's Kitchen in New York. Hell's Kitchen is super gay now. So I'm saying, like, if you just flooded Southside Chicago with a bunch of gay dudes, there wouldn't be crime anymore. I'm, I'm convinced they would just make yeah. everything nice and everybody would just want to party and do Molly and fuck. Ever, yeah. Ever since the gays moved into Hell's Kitchen, they renamed it Hal's Kitchen and Hal's like, hey, what's up? What can I get you? I'm just like making stuff. It was like baking or, you know broiling or basting like i'm down to like make you whatever so welcome to hell's kitchen i think i think we have a new a new show i always talk about shows we can create i think we have a show called gayification where we just gayify the most non-gay area whether it's like violent crime or just like kind of like hick white trash areas you just gayify it we're eye for the south shy (laughs) your city overrun with violence these four gays are going to come in. Ew, you guys have gang violence? Disgusting. We're going to gay it up over here. Don't play yeah. your guns. Play your cocks. <laughs> I love gay men. I can't wait to see them in Key West. And, and you know what? Here's the other thing about gay dudes. Good audience members. I mean, I mean I'm stereotyping, but like want to laugh, want to enjoy themselves. Not triggered. They've been through too much to get triggered. Yeah. When I waited tables, I always loved getting a group of gay guys or a gay couple. Always the best tippers, too. The, uh, you know, the triggered, obviously, I mean, this is not, this is no uh, surprise to anybody, but like the triggered audience member is always a white female. Exactly. The gay community has zero of them. <laughs> They're in a, I mean, I guess the lesbian gay part of the gay community does, but like, that's one thing about gay le- men I love. Lesbian, no white women. Let's be honest. Like, again, these are a lot of stereotypes, but a lot of times the lesbian women don't hang out with the gay dudes. Like, I mean, they don't really get along. There was, a, there was a lesbian girl who opened for us who was the host in Wilmington 
fucking amazing. She said the F word, not fuck, the other F word, 1,000 times. And I'm like, are you allowed to do this because you're a lesbian? That's an interesting question. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're a part of the LGBTQ community, so you're allowed to basically be Dave Chappelle and doing like Eddie Murphy's opening track from fucking whatever special that was. Delirious. Maybe. So here we are in Florida for the Wednesday night edition of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Yeah, it's a late one tonight, man. The host of the show tonight was like, you got a podcast. Dirty Sports He's like, what makes it dirty? And I was like, I don't know, really, honestly. You you know what? Mostly you, just sports. You know what you tell them makes it dirty? We talk about dirty elbows and dirty NBA fights. Oh, yeah, man. Are we just leading with that? I'm so excited to lead for that. With Let's that. do it. I have the strongest opinion of this, of maybe anybody on planet Earth besides Jokic himself. I think he did absolutely 0%, if it was possible, negative percent wrong. I think he was fully in the right. I think he was tame in his response. And from a guy, and maybe this is just a very Joe Prano thing, but like, I've said it before. I've said over of all the fights I've been in in my life, fist fights, like fucking fighting somebody, more than half of them started on a basketball court because there's an understanding that you don't shove someone while they're in the air. You don't trip somebody on purpose. You don't step on somebody's ankle because at the speed that that game is played, and the jumping and the fast cutting and the, all the things and the way you expose your abdomen when you go up for things and the way you're in the air and people can undercut you. You have to play as hard as you can while understanding that every single person out here is an elbow away from a broken jaw, a you know, a landing on your foot away from shredding their knee tearing their Achilles like it is a dangerous game because it's so fast and it's in the air and people are extending all the time. So when you when somebody in the bat on a basketball court goes out of their way to commit a violent act to me. Andy, I'm telling you, historically, I lose my fucking shit. I have punched people on a basketball court for what they did to Jokic for what fucking Morris did to him. All he did is go up and chubby. And then people are like, oh, he hit him in the back. Hey, man, maybe don't throw an elbow into a guy's extended up abdomen area and then turn around like a little bitch and pretend you didn't do anything wrong and then claim, oh, boo, hoo, hoo. He shoved me in the back. You're going to fucking elbow somebody stand in their face. And then maybe he would have shoved you in the front. I couldn't honestly, I put it out on the internet and people responded with blah, 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 this, he, in his past, this, I don't give a shit. You're wrong. I'm right. He's right. Bitch ass move. And then also just take your medicine. Well, like I had no problem how he reacted either. A lot of people, the complaint is that he hit him when his back was turned. Don't turn. You just elbowed somebody in the fucking. Rib cage. Yeah, I'm all for it. 
you just elbowed somebody in the rib cage. And now you're doing this sneak away thing. This like Carmelo after he sucker punched Marty Collins move where these guys commit and like unprovoked act of violence against somebody and then turns his back and pretends like nothing happened and pretends to just walk away. And that is the other thing. And my brother, both of my brothers will tell you this about me. If you attack me unprovoked, you have started a war. You don't then get to decide what my reaction is going to be. If we're in an altercation and we're whatever, and you shove me and I shove you, we've all seen a fight. You shove me, I shove you. You grab, I grab. You take a swing, I take a swing. But if out of nowhere, and my brother Mikey will tell you, like, I'm surprised Mikey was able to have two kids because growing up, if Mikey shoved me or punched me or whatever, unprovoked, I cock smacked him absolutely as hard as I can. And he'd be like, what the fuck? You unprovoked attacked me. You Pearl Harbored me. Now I can nuke you. You don't get to set the rules for how I respond to you out of nowhere attacking me, which is exactly what Morris did to him. Absolutely no reason he needed to do that. Bitch move. Now you don't get to determine how I react to your bitch move. My favorite thing that has come to fruition through all this is the Jokic brothers getting involved and they've been involved before and they were there like peering over the court with their fucking neck tattoos, their dude, Russian mob neck tattoos. Dude, they're all inked up. I love it. It reminds me of that one fucking movie. What was it? Eastern Promises. Yeah, they... uh they got on Twitter for anybody who my favorite this. thing ever. I love that they have a joint Twitter account. They joined yesterday. They don't have an AVI. It's blank. I mean, this makes it even funnier. Yeah. And they tweeted at uh, Marcus Morris. You should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. I think this is in reference to an Instagram post. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, be sure we will be waiting for you. And they even signed it. Jokic brothers. I love it. I absolutely love it because you know what? The Morris twins are fucking dirty Fox. They've been doing this around the league forever. Jokic fights back and then they're butthurt about it. And then they're just going to go around the league being like, you know, cheap shot bullies. I'm serious. Like, I think a a basketball court is one of the most fucked up places to cheap shot somebody. So this is an act of war against the Jokic family. Well, and the truth is. Dude. I, I don't think I don't think I don't think we fully realize what these people have gone through in these war-torn Eastern European countries, what these people have seen, like the Jokic brothers from Serbia. I, I don't think people understand. Like These are not people I'm messing with. Like, 
I don't care if you came from the worst part in the United States. I, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. No. We just. I just mentioned joking about the gayification of South Side. I don't care if you come from South Side, which is obviously is an extremely rough and violent, crime-ridden area. Dude, it doesn't compare to genocide and yeah, war and the things that these guys have dealt with. I'm terrified for the Morrises. Yeah. Simply, I'm terrified that they're going to show up to the Morris family reunion. The whole, ter- the whole Jokic yeah. clan. Yeah, I'm terrified for the Morrises too. And what's crazy is one of the Jokic brothers, I don't even know how you pronounce it, Strahinja, <laughs> I think. Sounds all right. He slid in my DMs no. and said that he wanted to use our show to send a vocal message wow. to the Morris brothers. So, so, so Andy, can so you put Strahinja Jokic through? I will. Will real quick. We have Strahinja, and the other Jokic brother is Nimanja. Yeah, I, I believe just Strahinja. Okay, I, I don't even know that's how you pronounce so it. So Strahinja. Hello, Andy Ruther, Joe Plano. You can just call me Stra, Stra Jokic. I have message for. All Morris on planet Earth. To you, Marcus, Markeith, Marsha, Madeline, many, however many Morrises there are. Ask yourself one important question. Have you ever felt feeling of man stop leaving while you choke him? to death because Marcus and Markif, I have felt many men die inside my grasp. So before you fuck with the Jokic brothers, ask yourself, Marcus, would you like to be strapped to NBA soft NBA bench chair? while watching me strangle your brother to death in middle of basketball court. You don't think I can get empty Miami arena? You go to sleep, wake up in dark Miami arena where I choke your brother to death in front of you? You don't think that the Jokic brothers capable of this? Well, ask yourself one fucking question. How many men have you killed? Because I have killed more men than you and your brothers have been on NBA teams. And I have looked at your Wikipedia. You have been on like fucking nine teams. Your brother on fucking six teams. I kill more men than you, your brother, play for fucking rosters combined. Fuck with m- me. Fuck with Nikola. Fuck with any Jokic on earth related to me or not. I'll fucking end you. I will choke you and Pat Riley's fucking slicked back hair to death in the middle of court. While famous NBA Heat fans watch. I don't know. Who are you Heat fans? 
Mark Anthony, Jennifer Lopez, Jimmy Buffett, watching me choke your brother to death. And then I let you live. I let you go on playing in NBA every time you are in center court for tip-off. You think this is where my brother died at the hands of Strachinja Jokic. Wow. That is a serious threat. I'm not going to lie. He sounds yeah. angry. Yeah. I would not want to mess with that man. Not only he's, is he not only is there a death threat, it is elaborate. And also the thought of choking someone and watching them die in your own hands. I I think he's done that a few times. I gather yeah, that. It seems as though he's claiming he has. Like he knows he knows what he's doing there. So I'd be on the lookout if you're a member of the Morris. I family. wouldn't fuck with the Jokic brothers. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck with the actual, you know, the NBA player Jokic. Yeah, it's good though. I think this is good for the NBA, and not somebody getting strangled to death mid-game, but uh, I think this is good for the NBA. This is good for the I, this is this is a good beef. I mean, what better beef you got? Andy, hold on once. <laughs> you know, many people refer to my brother in my family. We They call the Jokers. He's the Joker. This nickname, the Joker. You think it comes from Jokic? No. Jokic pronounced like your American Y. Joker pronounced J. We are Joker because like the character in Batman, we will fucking end your whole city. I have many men inside asylum in native Serbia. I will release them and they will fucking end you. Wow. You think pencil trick Joker does in the movie is hilarious? <laughs> Wait till I do it to my fucking dick. Wait till I puncture your fucking brother's eye out with my fucking dick. This guy is losing it. Strange. Wow. Get the hell out of here. Like, wow. I can't. I honestly can't even have. This has gone too far. I yeah. can't have these kind of threats. Yeah. He's talking I, about dick. He's talking about dick to eyeballing somebody to death. That's insane, man. You don't, you know, like I said, you don't mess with those Eastern Europeans, dude. They're crazy. In fact, if you had to rank like mobsters, who I think the, I, I would almost argue the, the Russian mobsters are more intimidating than the Italian mobsters. I would agree for sure. You know, the thing about Italian mobsters They'll and kill you, but they'll be friendly. They'll give you a good they have, meal. They have a code. The Russians, there's no code there. They're, de they're just deadly animals. So when I moved to L.A. And by I Russia, really, I mean like Soviet, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that whole thing's come apart. They don't even fucking, they don't even care about each other anymore. Yeah. 
So when I moved to LA, I had an early job. It didn't last long. I never told you. I never. I don't think I've ever said this on air. I worked at a uh, a Russian spa in West Hollywood. And dude, it, it it like it was intimidating to work there. Like I needed any job, and I I was coming from the spot Caesar's Palace, so right, a spa made sense. It was only Russians in there. And they all spoke Russian. And the guy who hired me was Russian. But he then he would get yelled at. I would see him get yelled at by somebody above him. And they had those things. What's the things where they you go in the room and they they like beat you with those giant like leaves? Oh yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know what it's called, bro. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was just, I think it was just a bunch of Russian mobsters who would go into the spa, just walking around naked. It, it, it was, it was so intimidating for me. I, I lasted like two weeks. Like, I can't do this. I don't like, even think I, I got paid. I can't fucks with these dudes. I don't even think I got paid. Like, I think a lot of people work for the Russians or the, the former, soviet mobsters and don't end up getting paid but but here's the funniest part of all this should we pay andy or should we kill him here's the funniest we only owe him like we only owe him like four hundred dollars okay maybe we pay yeah just this time here's the best part you know who came in there because it was a newer spot too you know who came in there one day and who was not russian dude you're gonna die and who just like jumped in the pool all naked Pauly Shore. <laughs> Not making this up. The wheeze. Dude, talk about him standing out in this spa with a bunch Just of helicoptering Russians. his dick. They're like, no wheezing the juice. No wheezing the juice. Yeah, dude. Pauly Shore walked in there. Because it actually it wasn't that far from the comedy store. It was it was in West Hollywood. Forget the name of that place, but I, I like was, son-in-law, but your duty is not for me. Yeah, so it was only people who spoke Russian, and then Polly Shore showed up one day. Was like, yeah, man, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, <laughs> everybody's all serious in there, and he's just being Polly Shore. He he no lie did like a cannon. There was a there was a pool in the center where people would be naked, whatever, you know. It's an it's only I, don't know, I think it was just an all male spa. I don't yeah. think there was a female section. He know I like jumped in, cannonballs into the pool. He's like, it was just at the comedy store. Yakov Shmirnov told me I should check this place out. Figured I'd come down and wheeze around. Oh man! I Next totally... time I see Yakov, I will smack him in the face. He tell Weasel to come here. I totally forgot about that. I mean, what like what's your like? I, I, I you agree with me? I mean, I, I feel like yeah. you did nothing wrong whatsoever. Yeah, I got an argument with somebody today about it because they used the he hit a guy when he wasn't looking. I said he should have been hit the first place, unprovoked. First of all, he shoved a guy. He shoved a guy when he wasn't looking, right? And the other dude fucking threw an elbow into his like ex- again exposed rib cage. Yeah, there's two totally different like. Now, fuck all those people. I'm I'm team psychotic oh, Serbians. I 100% am too. I mean, I'm biased for sure because I like Jokic as a player and I think he's good for the league and he's so unique. 
And I mean, his, I mean, dude, I would put this up there. This is an insane beef. We're talking about, you couldn't come from a different, dude, I was, I was having fun reading the tweets. It was cracking me up. Like somebody put, did the Morris brothers have some, did they go crazy? Like on the, on the uh, Kansas, when they were at KU on the, uh, the football team or something. Yeah, I did hear, I do loosely recall that story. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't, excuse me. I don't know the full um, account of that story, but I was laughing at some of the responses like, cool, dude, they took on a whole football team. These guys literally took on like a genocide. Yeah. Like, what, what are we even talking about here? I, I love it. Like I said, it's great. I think it's great. Yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like the Morris brothers at this point, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But like, what do you, you know, and the, and the Jokic brothers are literally like watching this at home, like cutting their steak with like Rambo's knife and like <laughs> eat, like stabbing it and like eating it off of fucking. Oh yeah. Dude. Like I'm saying, dude, these people who've seen shit. Like you don't want to mess with these people. Like you said, let's not forget, like Russia was so big. It was all those countries, like that whole area was broken up. Like, yeah, these guys, you know, the Morris brothers aren't exactly John Wick. You know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, that scene in John Wick where he's like, you, you fuck with boogeyman. Like, you'd be like, oh, it's the Morris brothers. Just fucking kill them. Yeah, no, I think it's great, man. It's, it's a good early NBA early NBA season storyline. I'm way into it. Yeah, team, I'm for it. Team Jokic over here. I'm for it. For sure. I bet the uh I bet the Jokic brothers. I can see them I can see them uh getting together, planning a whole thing, you know, a, a response attack. Over Miller Light. Can't you see that, Joe? Like the bonding. No, ab- yeah, absolutely. The the there, bonding of the brothers over some Miller Light. If there's something I know about Eastern European immigrants, it's that they love things that are like crazy American. You oh, know what I mean? They come 100%. here, they're like, I just want the Levi Blue Jean, Corvette, Miller Light. You yeah. know? They just want things that are like, they're like, I want for dinner apple pie with Miller Light. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat it in my Corvette while I drive Levi's jeans. And you're like, <laughs> all right, dude, we get it. You like being in America. Yeah. But honestly, if you like being in America, if you are, if you are a, 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 you know, a red blooded American, you probably have a Miller Lite every day. I just yeah. had three at the comedy club. Yeah. I mean, I bring a Miller Lite on me to stay uh, on stage with me every night now. It's and it's it's, you know, it's my security blanket. Well, when in doubt, there it is. The greatest pilsner this land or any land around the world has ever seen the original light beer how many countries do you think have light beers at this point probably lots it's the og here we are the original since 1975 that's older than me yeah miller light has been the beer with taste you can depend on no games no gimmicks just grab a beer for people who like beer that's exactly what it is if you're hanging with your friends Hanging solo, hanging with your brothers, hanging with your family. You can always count on Miller Lite to bring 
friends and family together for Miller time. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay, we did not discuss this last episode, so we have to discuss it now because there's an update. Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer on the Browns. Gone. And cleared waivers. Cleared waivers. Now, I have been doing shows all night, but there was apparently some reports about the teams that were or were not pursuing him post him clearing waivers. Or is there has there been updates this evening? Well, he has stated that he has his teams that he would be eyeing. Okay. And his teams are the Packers. Okay. The Chiefs. I like that. And the Saints. It's interesting. Now, you and I disagree on Odell at this point, or we have for years, I should say. I would not touch him with any of those teams. Because? I think Odell is a locker room cancer. Now, what is your feeling on the free Odell campaign, the free OBJ campaign that seems like a lot of players were on like, doesn't like, do you think that there's any, does it give you any, does it question your locker room cancer thing that so many players seem to be team Odell? No, it doesn't mean anything to me. I, I look at it this way. He left New York in advantage. Like, like he left a not in the high note. He comes to the Browns who are obviously building something. I mean, I mean, to me, the numbers don't lie. The Browns were under 500 when he played. They were 14 and 15 without him in 29 games. With, I'm sorry, with him. Excuse me. With him, they were 14 and 15. Without him, they're, they're eight and four. They average more points per game and more total yards per game without him. To me, that's, that's all I need to see. The, the only problem with this, look how well they played last week against Cincinnati. Right. But the only problem with this is it's not basketball. It's like, what is he doing? Like, what is a receiver that you're not throwing the ball to doing that affects your offense? Like, I just don't understand. I almost like, you know, listen, Dare I say, like, I I almost feel like he's, you know, getting this black sheep thing. Like, he's a receiver that you're not throwing the ball to. And then you don't have him. So then you don't need to throw him the ball. And so now your offense is good now. Like, I mean, is it literally that Baker Mayfield can't concentrate on playing quarterback when he has a receiver who wants the ball that he doesn't give the ball to? I just know that they win and they play better when he's not on the team. That's all I need to know. Okay. But, but I mean, I understand that. And the, those are the facts, but I'm asking like, what does that look like? Like, because I just don't get it. 
I get a basketball player that demands the ball and gets the ball and then you can't get the ball out of his hands. And so you're like, we'd be better off as talented as Carmelo Anthony is. We'd be better off that the ball doesn't go to him and then our offense fucking stops. But if you're a football team and this guy's complaint is you're not throwing me the ball and you're not throwing him the ball. What, like what, you know, is the, is the issue more than locker room cancer? Are you like, is, is the, the claim that no one seems to be verbally making is he's like not running the right routes. I don't know whether, whether even the locker room cancer is right or wrong. I I'm basing my stuff off the Browns performance again with and without him. That's all I need personally. And, and that's fine. And that's fine. But like, you know what? It'll be interesting to see if the Browns play really well consistently. Sure. Without Odell Beckham, because at this point, it seems like everybody's pointing to that. And I would say Baker Mayfield has been inconsistent. And, you know, is this what Baker Baker Mayfield needs one less talented receiver to be more consistent? Okay, we'll see if that maybe Maybe. I I mean, who knows Uh, again? So, I mean, we have it's not like we have a small sample size. We got 12 games with three fourths of the season. But we also have, again, throughout Baker Mayfield's career, runs where he plays great and runs sure. where he's mediocre. So is it all Odell Beckham? I guess we're about to find out, well, and well, that's well, fine. Well, let's look at those teams. Now, Saints, we both agree. Eh, why would you want to go to the Saints? They have a QB. Well, he's problem. from New Orleans. True. Okay. So, the, but, so he but wants like, to go home, and otherwise he wants contenders. Well, he wants contenders in general. Obviously, the Saints are still in, in the playoff hunt. Yeah, I wouldn't call them Super Bowl contenders. No. Now, the Chiefs, I don't know. They got a lot of guys already. The Packers, obviously, you have one big alpha in Devontae Adams. I th- I mean, I think the Packers combo is like, I mean, we're now we're now at the Aaron Rodgers is like Aaron Rodgers is becoming a weird personality himself. So it's like I almost feel like a guy who's currently being villainized. Adding another guy being villainized and Aaron Rodgers has complained about not having enough weapons either openly or, you know, behind the scenes. I mean, that's interesting. The teams I'm surprised that aren't on the list. The Patriots. Yeah. You would you would have to think that's a team that very well known for taking the guys that other teams didn't want who have super talent and making them better. Um, a team that doesn't have superstar wide receivers at the point. A team that I think you can kind of, I would say that the Patriots are more of a Super Bowl contender at any given moment ever than the Saints have been in the last, I don't know how many years. And, uh, you know, so that, there, that's one team. 
The Rams, I'm surprised, aren't on the list. You got L.A. You got, I mean, both, I would say both L.A. teams, I'm surprised, aren't on his list. Well, the, the Rams, yeah, I mean. Because now it's not a money thing. Now he's a full-on free agent. You could offer him a $1 million or whatever, however amount of money, show me deal. I think right for him away. to succeed, he's got, he's got to go to somewhere like a Patriots, like a you know a guy who can I don't know. I mean, I I think I think that's why to me that's that's Brady's big talent. Like he gets these guys to buy in the good the good quarterbacks, the great quarterbacks. So you mean too. you mean a, a, a go to a box? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think they have too many guys now, but I'm right. just saying, you know. He Antonio Brown's worked out so far. He's he's you know he's been under control. Now he had to bottom out in a whole other fucking fashion. Sure. He's like burning his fucking feet in a cold machine and beating up his wife on a moving truck and like well, like that was a whole other level. Yeah. Like the Chiefs, I I don't know. I, I would say the best fit would probably be the Packers. The the Chiefs just we'll, we'll get to it later. We, it we just a, seems like the Chiefs right now, it's like they have a lot of problems and it's not I wouldn't I wouldn't say lack of weapons is in the top fifteen problems. Yeah. I I, I agree. Um therefore if if those are the three teams he's looking at. I, I would say the Packers, but I mean, he's at a big crossroads of his career. He really is. You know, like, like wh- where, where's this going from here at this point? This I just is... don't like wh- my, my problem is with the Odell thing is like, it, no one seems to be talking about, He's physically not the same player. Now, obviously, he has struggled with injuries, but like no one's like, oh, a hobbled Odell backup. So it's like it's not like the guy's not talented. It's not like the guy hasn't shown us. He has he has huge playability at any given moment. We haven't seen like. You know, I think his complaint, whether it be valid or not, is like, yo, when I get the ball, I can do things and you're not giving me the ball. I think that's a, it's a hard position to be in and as a wide receiver in the NFL and be like, I feel like I should get the ball and you guys don't give it. I, to me. I also think these guys like, like, I don't know the, the NFL. There's so many talented guys. There's so many talented guys at every position. And I think, you know, if you have a good quarterback or a good coach and a good scheme, they make these no names household. Like, where did Cooper Cup come from? Right. I mean, hundred percent. That's that's but, Sean McVay. That's Matthew Stafford. Yeah, but also that's a situation where they're getting him the ball, and it's also a situation where they're like, they went big on defense, and they gave Todd Gurley all this money and they gave Goff all this money and they gave whatever. So they, I mean, when's the last time the Rams spent money on a wide receiver? Well, Cooper cups in a, in a big contract. Uh, yeah. Robert Woods is in a big contract. 
And those guys are, you know, thousand yard receivers, multiple yeah. years. But they didn't go superstars. You know, they didn't go. But I like gigant- that because they didn't right. have to. Right. I understand. Totally. But now you have, I would argue, a guy out there who's certainly not performing like those guys, but another one you could I mean, they did it with Sammy Watkins. They did it with like, there's, you know, those guys who are out there, the chiefs did it with them. Like those guys out there, you take at this point in their career and you go, well, high talent undervalued. That's why I'm surprised that Patriots and Rams aren't on the list, but but again, that's the list that he wanted to, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If I was his agent, I'd be like, bro, put the Rams on the list. Put the Chargers on the list. They're in Los Angeles. We we didn't both have great quarterbacks. Yeah, well, we didn't speaking of the Patriots, we didn't discuss the Mac Jones ankle grab. Yes, we didn't. That's pretty dirty, man. Uh it was definitely dirty. Have you watched the different angles? I have. I felt like the idea that he twisted it is like is being overblown a little bit. You think? I felt like the dude whose ankle he grabbed kind of like twisted himself. Um, but the grabbing of it is absolutely dirty. I think the I think we're I think it's a bit of a stretch to be like he fucking twisted his ankle. But well, I've seen it from a bunch of angles. It looks like he's twisting his ankle, which to me is that's dirty, man. Yeah. Like I feel hey. like he's pulling his ankle but doesn't make it okay by any means but i i would argue that like is he trying to hurt somebody i'm sure i feel like elbowing a guy i, th- in the I rib thought you were, i thought i thought you were gonna go full he's a patriot he's a cheater they probably teach him that in practice oh uh, by the way i'm not saying that that's not true at all like they probably do like Belichick's probably like, hey, how much do you care if you're not willing to fucking yank a guy's ankle? Like, I fucking took you in the first fucking round. You better, like, are you willing to die for this team or not? Because, like, show me. Look at what Tom did. Tom's drinking the blood of children. <laughs> Tom's, the, Tom's, Tom's using, Tom's forcing children to suck air out of footballs as punishment. And then if they don't do it, he slits their throats, hangs them over a bucket and then drinks their blood. You You're know not going to grab a guy by the ankle. You know, what Brady probably does. You watched uh, Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. You remember what, what was Honestly, the, what one was, of my favorite shows ever? Yeah. What was the CEO Gavin when he's getting the blood from the younger people? Yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. Like the transfusions. That's, oh, that's, I, by the way, I'm sure that move is something that they teach page all Patriots players. I just, I, I just felt like it was like it's dirty as fuck. Well, people are going to be coming for Mac Jones' head. The defenders will after, after that. Like you, you have now made yourself a marked man in the National yeah. Football League, dude. You, you really have. So good luck with that. You want to get to some picks? Sure. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. 
week 10. Joe, you're down 12 points. This is this is the biggest Just declared over. This is Andy, the biggest. This is the, how many this, how many weeks are left? Eight 18, weeks, 18 weeks in the season. So nine. Dude, weeks. I would have to I would honestly have to I'd have to beat you on average by more than a point a week from here on out. I, I would declare it over if I were you. I would put the flag in the ground right now and say it is over. No, not doing Andy, it. It's over. You should say it. I'm not saying say it. it. Say it's over. I'm not saying it. You know, somebody said it was like, dude, it's over. And I said, you know, they they tried to declare the Ruther curse over. And I used an old Eli Manning adage. You know, people would always love to shit on Eli Manning. He played a bad game. I go, you can't have a huge fourth quarter comeback unless you're down in the first three quarters. I feel like that's the way we're talking about the Andy Ruther curse. The Ruther curse can't blow an epic 12 game lead unless Andy Ruther has a 12 game lead. Well, the Ruther curse did not strike Monday night. Can I do a quick humble brag? Sure. Shout out to the Chicago bears for covering one me two G's. On what? I'm going to pick six league. So you have to get all six right. It's a great pot. It's a great way to do it. It's it's 230 bucks for the entire season. And you got to pick six games a week. You got to get all six right. And four grand is divvied up each and week. It was, and it was just you. It was just two people. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. More than four grand. Sorry. Eight grand. Eight grand is divvied up a week. There was only four winners. And uh, dude, I've got—I I don't know what's going on with me. I'm jinx—I'm gonna jinx it, but I've—I've I've gotten pick six twice now, so I've already won twenty-seven hundred bucks in the season in this pick six league. Like, I mean, you're also—that's the thing. I mean, that's what needs to be said about Andy Ruther and the the impending Andy Ruther curse slash meltdown. Is I'm not having an especially bad year. I'm picking more than half the games with the spread. You are correct. You're picking like 60% of the games with the spread. Dude, I'm yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm crushing it. Like I'm having one of my better gambling seasons I've had in I don't know, three or four years. Now, I don't obviously have to bet every single game. Sure. So that's helpful. But also you're picking 60 62% of games or something right now. Yeah, I'm up to like 62%. Now, can that hold? I don't know. I probably can't. Yes, we'll see. It probably can't, but uh, we can pull up our. I feel like uh, all this talk can't be helpful. No, no. I knew I shouldn't have humble bragged about that Bears. Also, can we talk about that Bears game since we haven't done a show since that? Yes, go for it. Yo, you have said it many times, and I, you know, not every Andy Ruther hot take is something that I necessarily jump on board with, but (laughs) this is one that I couldn't, I could not agree more. With the idea of one guy celebrating can literally cost the Chicago Bears that football game, bro. But 12 guys laying down (laughs) in the fucking end zone like they're Native Americans. It's unbelievable. Canoeing canoeing across a fucking river. It's unbelievable. It's such honestly, it's unbelievable. I can't. I, I, I made it very clear that I think. Jokic did zero wrong. And I think if you're on the other side of that argument, that you are a fucking size 55 
shoe wearing clown. If you think if you are, I don't care if you're a Steelers fan or oh not. My God. If you think he should have been penalized and then hip checked by a referee, which was also the weirdest fucking addition of the story. If you think he should have been penalized for taunting, I want you to kill yourself. In fact, I want a Jokic brother to kill you. I can't possibly imagine a human being walking the earth who watches football and cares about it, who is doing anything than being the worst Pittsburgh Steelers homer in history. No, they're out there. Who think who also thinks Ben Roethlisberger didn't rape somebody, you know, and who thinks the the the, the city of Pittsburgh is, you know, fucking the, the, the most beautiful place on planet Earth. But if you think that he should have been penalized for that, I hate you. I hate you. Well, again, my point always is, like you said, he didn't. What did he do? Well, not even just that. It, well, there's like multiple things here. One, he, Marsh should not have been penalized. But again, the Cam Hayward interception. Dude, they're like posing for pictures. It, guys, does the NFL not know what the definition of the word? That, that could not be more taunting. That is taunting. The entire 11-man defense, like you said, they're, they're laying in the end zone. They're doing snow angels. I don't know what they're doing. I know. I love the, the a Chicago Bears player was penalized for turning to one of the four sides of the field. But if you score a touchdown in Green Bay, you are allowed to now become a ticket-holding patron of the stadium. You go 10 rows up. You eat popcorn. The f- there, there's... There's guys who you get an interception and suddenly you are one man and your 10 teammates that were on the field with you are bowling pins and you are rolling strikes and spares. And then humans are falling over as if they are bowling pins. And he, and he turned to one of the four sides of the, that's unacceptable. And then what the fuck was with the ref? What was what was that? Well, well here, here's what the NFL's done. This is what they've done in, in, in the worst case scenario. They they have followed suit. We have a ma- we've had a major problem for years now, right? In Major League Baseball, but the refs making, I'm sorry, the umpires making the game about themselves and the umpires showboating in Major League Baseball. Now that's worked its way because of this stupid new rule of them trying to throw more penalties for taunting. Now the refs have followed suit like Major League Baseball umps, and now they're they're trying to make themselves a part of the game. You're not a part of the game. Nobody's paying to see you. Why did that guy hip check him? I need uh, like uh, let's play let's play come up with any fucking explanation. I have no clue. Like I said, because he wanted to be a part of the game. He he wanted to make that the end of that game about him, not about the 22 people on the field. Which is just wrong. Honestly, Andy. The only explanation I truly have for that flag. The only one. Is the NFL's rigged. 
That's all I've got. That is my one explanation. The NFL is rigged and or referees are betting on games. That's all I got. It's like a call came down from New York. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to need you to uh, hip check this guy and throw a penalty. Or, or it's Tim Donahue. Or that guy just has fucking. That guy's got something on the line. What's the other explanation? For him, like. Physically contacting a player on purpose, immediately throwing a taunting flag after it's the worst fucking shit I've ever seen. I need Strahinja Jokic to start killing referees. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. They got to get that in order, though. It's ruining the game. If you have a defense for that flag, please call our hotline. I need to hear what you guys sound like. I need 310-359-8365. I need to hear a person defend that taunting flag. We watch all this sport. We watch all of this. It's Monday night. It's prime time. The fucking Steelers have a big lead. They blow the lead. Bears come back. We do all this. We do all this, all the pregame fucking Monday night countdown, the fucking post game, the, 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 the fucking getting fans there, the whole thing for it to be decided because some asshole is like, I don't like that you turned west. You faced west at some point, and now this game will be won by the Steelers. Yeah, it was egregious. I'm it makes me hate. I mean, the NFL. I'm, I'm rewatching it right now. I mean, it's so bad. And dude, the theater, that's the word you have to use. If you guys rewatch this, the theater that the ref employed to stick his rear end and allow himself to get hip checked and the theater of how he threw the flag. It was like, but a then what does that production. even have to do with it? It's not like he threw a flag because he guy had made contact with him. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't what the flag is for. He's saying the flags for taunting. So it's like, Oh, this guy bumped me. I'm giving him a flag. The only explanation I had is that the, like the punter was coming out on the field and they thought he was taunting the punter who was like well, running toward him, well, which he, he was. wasn't. He was. He he was talking. He look look. Here's what he, he was, was talking trash to. It seemed like the entire sideline, or, or the punter, regardless. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Trash talking is a part of sports. We cannot remove that. We cannot remove trash talking. That's one of my favorite parts of sports. The back and forth, the jawing. That's what's so great about it. But also, this is another one of those things. It's like this rule is like fucking. Enforced sometime. That's what I'm saying. Another time, not whatever. And like, it certainly should be enforced. It certainly should be enforced when there is a random fucking like a guy's running with the football, and then one of his buddies comes in and punches it out, and then they jump on it, and now we're gonna play duck duck goose in the end zone. 60 yards away from where you recovered a fumble. 10 guys can go. 10 adult millionaires can sit on the ground 
and one of them can go around and play fucking duck, duck, goose. But a guy on the Bears can't look west after a fucking game saving sack. Well, the problem is it's subjective, right? It's subjective up to the individual ref. This is like if speeding tickets where they pull you over and they were like, you were going 45 and a 35. It's like, wait, I didn't see any signs. They're like, yeah, we decide how fast we're allowed to go. He's allowed to go 65. Why? Because we said so. But why can't I? Because, dude, these are just the rules. Yeah, it sucked, man. We don't like how you look going fucking 35. I mean, Pittsburgh is like, here we are again. They're like the worst five and three team I've ever seen. We on this show, it's often like, you know, you're like, I can understand this. I can understand this. this is, I think this is the first time in history. There's the two, the Jokic foul and this call. I like, I can't, like, I just can't even imagine that there's people on the other sides of these arguments. It was like, who are you people? Everything. Some things just got to be fucking. Dude. It's, it, 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 Dude, there's I there's, need, I need there's it for no, my I need it for my sanity. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, sanity. I'm it makes you. me insane that there are people who think the earth is flat, that Jokic shouldn't have been able to push him and that that flag should ever be thrown in the game. There's nothing worse than a sports homer. It's what it is, man. Again, to me, politics and sports are the same because the homerism, once you've picked a side or a team, it's like you refuse to see the truth. I'm sure every Steelers fan defended the flag because people will justify anything they can through their viewpoint to help their cause. If they're a fan of that team, a horrible way to win a game. Yeah, it wasn't good, especially a, a, like you said, a comeback would have been a huge win for Justin Fields in his uh, young career. If I was a Bears fan, that went to that game in Pittsburgh, which, you know, the NFL is a, is a sport where people really do travel to see their team. You know, like if sure. that had happened when I was in New Orleans, I would have sued the NFL. That's I'd funny. be like, how fucking dare you? I built a weekend around doing this. Yeah. I flew down there. You caused me, take, you caused me take emotional damage. Me. I'm sure there's something right that you could sue yeah. for like, like mental stress or emotional damage. Yeah. Well, luckily we both had the Bears. It didn't affect us. No. They still covered. Okay, so week 10 is here. Let's get going, man. Let's do it. As always, we're on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So if you guys uh, want to follow along, go to sportsbook.fanduel.com as we navigate through. This week, big spread to start off. The Ravens travel to Miami, not too far from you. They're seven and a half point favorites. The Ravens are not covering spreads. They are not. Now, this is a Thursday night game, though. Correct. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first because I like this one. So I'll take it as opposed to giving it to you. Um, I agree with you. Ravens are not covering spreads. I also think Thursday night, um, you know, favors a shitty game. And sometimes that 
is in the form of blowout. So we definitely have that potential. But uh, as bad as the Dolphins have been, and uh, I think Dolphins fans, I'm sure Max out there somewhere, regretting that he bet, you know, uh, the Punch Drunk podcast that they would go 15 and two. But uh, they've been a disappointment. And uh, I think that this team has something there. Like they have to build on something. And I think so in a, in a Thursday night game that can go sloppy blowout or sloppy low scoring close one, I'm going sloppy low scoring close one and I'm going with the Dolphins. All right. I'm going to be a contrarian. I'm starting to get a little loose because yeah, I got I got I got loose. I got a big lead on you and, and I don't trust the Ravens, but I'm also like, you know what? I can do this to Joe because yeah. Or maybe the, the contrarian, you know, maybe just you're up 20 after the week. Yeah. So I'm going to go Ravens win and cover in a blowout. By the way, I'm looking through our new analytics, which are updated every episode. Shout out to Tyler Hawkins, who again is a, uh, now are you sitting there with like analytics via the analytics dirt balls on all, on, on all these games? And I'm just like riding from fucking the seat <laughs> of my pants. No, uh, Tyler does just for the games. He has win probability. He doesn't have spreads. Okay. And the importance on a scale of one to hunt one to 100. By the way, if you guys want to follow Tyler, I got to give him a shout out on Twitter. It's at Tyler Hawkins 77, and he's doing a great job for us. Again, he's getting his master's in sports management and analytics at Miami of Ohio. We'll, when we get to the Chiefs game. Home of famed rapist Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. yeah. When we get to the Chiefs game, he did a great deep dive on Patrick Mahomes and why he thinks he's struggling this year and statistically backs it up. So. Again, shout out to Tyler Hawkins for for really helping us out now. I love that we have somebody like that. Okay. The Jags travel to the Colts where the Jags are 10 and a half point underdogs. So the Jags obviously had a huge win, 10 and a half. I'm going to go first. I just like the Colts. I don't know, man. 10 and a half is too much for me. I'm going to go with the Jags. I'm also going to go with the Jags, right? Like it's a big I, spread. I, it, yeah, it's a big spread. It's a division game. What have the Colts showed me? Like what they show me? What that they can barely cover against the Jets with their fourth string quarterback in? Like what have they shown me? Yeah. By the way, Tyler, on a scale of one to one hundred, has this out of fourteen. 14 out of 100 as far as importance. And when he says importance, it means like how this, the importance of this game for playoffs and division winners and how that would play out. I assume that's what he means. Okay, so we're both going Jags in that game. Now this game, Tyler List as the most important game of the week. Cleveland at New England. He listed as a 99 of 100 he says the win probability for the Patriots is 52%. But what is the spread? The spread is very close. The New England Patriots are one and a half point favorites against the Browns. Huge game. Two, five, and four teams. Huge playoff implications. You're up. Well, you know, o Odell Beckham is gone. 
And now Baker Mayfield is Joe Montana. Ah, there you go. No, uh, I think Baker Mayfield is inconsistent. And I don't think the receiving core, having one less talented receiver, is going to make him more consistent. I'm going with the Patriots to win and cover. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I, I like how the defense is playing right now. Well, actually for both teams. But in particular, the Patriots. I like how they're playing. I just can't go against the Patriots right now. I just can't. Solely because of their defense. And one and a half is too small. So I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to take the Patriots in in a huge game. All right, this next game is uh, what Tyler lists as the least important. The Detroit Lions traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers, a, a four out of 100. The Steelers are eight and a half point favorites. I'm up first. I just, dude, I can't do it. I, too many times I've taken the Lions and I know they'll burn me this week, but I got to go Steelers, even though I think the Steelers are trash too. I can't, in good faith, take the Lions to cover. Where is this game? It's in Pittsburgh. And were the Lions off last week? Correct. By the, by the way, you have to love real quick, Prano. I thought of this. You have to love in the week with insane upsets. Of course, the Lions at the off week. Yeah. Like the one week they might have a chance because every NFL team is losing to underdogs. They're on a bye. It's a big spread, eight and a half. It is a big spread. I'm going Lions and it's going to burn me. But here's why I'm going Lions. You know, you said the week we're all under the last two weeks. True. Have been fucking weird weeks in the NFL. The only team who hasn't gotten involved is the Lions. And does that mean I think the Lions can win this game? Absolutely not. But I think a weird, <laughs> I think a weird thing for the, I think a, the Lions participating in a fucking three point football game is weird. This is going to be why I lose and have to eat meatballs in an Ikea for 12 hours because in week fucking 10, I randomly took the Lions in a game where they lose by 40 to Pittsburgh, who's feeling hot after they just found out that the other team's not allowed to celebrate any sort of plays whatsoever. So it's like, I mean, Pittsburgh's riding a hot... You you have to be riding high right now when you find out that your quarterback is allowed to rape people and your opponents are not allowed to even celebrate. It's got to be a great position that you you're feeling in. Multiple people, by the way, two rapes. Um, so, yeah, I know I'm making a terrible decision here. I'm going with the Lions. I feel like we're the only ones who continues to bring up Ben Roethlisberger. Eddie F does it on stage every night, and I applaud him. Okay. Like everyone else is kind of just like, ah, oh, whatever. Eddie does a great joke about it. He does how, like, politics or so i don't want to fucking butcher his joke you should see eddie if sometime preferably while i'm opening for him but it's a great joke about how people in politics just like fucking make excuses for everybody it's like everybody says you know like oh bull like whoever you vote for then you just defend them to death he's like like me i'm from pittsburgh he's like i i'm a steelers fan and we all know my quarterback raped some people but we want to win the super bowl so we don't do shit about it 
well, it's like it goes back to what I'm saying. You'll be a homer. I again, I always put sports and politics. You pick your side, and then you don't budge from it ever. Okay. Falcons travel to Dallas. Cowboys coming off just a thorough ass kicking are nine point favorites. I think are my first or you first? Um, you went first and took the Steelers. True. I feel like the Cowboys for sure win this game. Nine's so big. It's really big, man. The Falcons are the devil. The Falcons are the Falcons have haunted me more. Like <laughs> I, I can't. The Fal like to me this seems such an obvious Falcons pick. I know it does. So I'm gonna go with it and just the four and four. Continue to hate the fucking Falcons. Well, I, it's too obvious not to pick. That's how I feel. Nine point. The, the Cowboys just got fucking dick slapped by the Broncos. Yeah. Now the Falcons almost blew that game. Yeah, I know. By this, the way, we, this is this. By the way, this is this should be called the Paper Tiger Bowl. Yeah, I mean, over the last fifteen years, there are two teams that have been Paper Tigers more often than these two teams. But I just got a text. Uh, clearly, he's watching the show. Shout out to Tyler Hawkins again. He goes to Miami, Ohio. He said, Big Ben raping people is a daily discussion between staff and students at Miami of Ohio. That's great. So they're, they're keeping it alive. <laughs> you know, they're, they're keeping it down there. I mean, he didn't say what the discussion was. He didn't say the discussion wasn't the entire staff and student body going like, guys, remember, he didn't rape anybody. Oh, true. true. But I, I assume he's saying that. But see, but see, he's another one. I don't know if you know this. Ben's another one who turned Jesus. Dude, you can do anything if suddenly you love Jesus. I mean, Ray Lewis killed two people, allegedly, when he was connected, and he narked on all his guys, all, all, all bad things. Dude, the minute you're like, I love Jesus, everything's forgiven. You'll love this, by the way. This waitress comes up to us after the show last night. She loved Eddie. She's talking about Eddie. I don't know what you're talking about. She said she's from Baltimore. And Eddie brings up. Oh, she brings up. She brings up from. She says she's from Baltimore. Eddie's like, oh, I'm from Pittsburgh. So and she's like, are you a football fan? Immediately. Are you a football fan? He's like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, so we don't get along. And Eddie's like, well, you know. The one thing we have in common is our team is full of vassals. Like we had a rapist quarterback and you had a murderous linebacker. And she went, she did exactly what we've been talking about. Fanboy. Yeah. He wasn't involved. He was just in the car. Wasn't involved. He was just in the car. I was like, he played, he, I'm standing on the side, like part, I'm like, he played no contest to obstruction of justice because he fucking was involved in this murder. The the white bloody suit. He just got blood on him because he was in the car. And I was like, I can't even, I can't even go there right now. He did a plea deal. He routed out his two boys. And then he found Jesus. And then he found Jesus. Dude, that's the move. All these guys. Always the move. It's always the move. Because they pray not to go to jail. And then when they don't, they're like, oh, there must be somebody up there. 
It's like, no, you're just an athlete. Or it's just a great PR move. Like, yeah. Claim Jesus. Everyone will forgive you. Well, I'm going to join you on this Falcons train. I hate to do it as well. I hate to, but I, yeah. I, I, can't, I just can't not. I just, I can't not. What does Vegas know about this game that we don't? That the Falcons can't stop the Cowboys? Even Tyler, like he doesn't have it that big. He has the Cowboys win probability at 66%. I mean, it's high, but it's not. Yeah. It's not insanely high. Okay, the Bills, who have just not looked good, they travel to New York. They're 13-point favorites. The Bills have played too poorly to keep playing poorly. I think they win in cover because they have to make a statement game. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, they just played so bad last week. And then the Jets, like, you know, the the thing about the Jets is, like, the Jets did get their ass kicked in Indianapolis. You know what I mean? It's not like... People act like that was like a two-point game. I was like, they came back from fucking it's 42 20, to 16. Four down or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's 42-16. Jets are bad. They're real bad. Who's starting for the Jets? Walter White? Yeah, Walter White, Mike White. I mean, that's worth some points. Th- bitch. <laughs> yo, Mr. White. Don't get hurt, yo. Throw me the pass, bitch. Yo, we don't want to see Josh Johnson, yo. Yo, what's a math, bitch? What's I need a, a I need a Mike White. I'm the one who knocks fucking post game. <laughs> That's Maddie's boy. Yeah. Aaron Paul. Yeah. I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget Goldberg. At that fucking viewing party at his sister's house, and he's controlling the remote. Like, you guys want me to put on some porn, like in front of the whole fucking party? <laughs> I mean, Maddie said this himself. Aaron Paul at that party, one hundred percent thought or still thinks Maddie has like some sort of Down syndrome or something. He's like patting him on the head. Yo, yo, what's wrong with your brother, bitch? <laughs> Oh, Goldberg was on fire. Okay, so we're both going to take the Bills. Titans. Yo, yo, why are you shadow boxing, bitch? <laughs> we're just getting ready for the show. Dude, how about how about Doug James texting me to see if I was available? That was unbelievable. That's unbelievable. <laughs> By the way, do you know, have you heard this Doug James story? No, there's the Doug James. This is amazing. This is going to be so this is so inside comedy. I know it's but but we we've mentioned him before on the show. Doug have James, we, we have. So we, we got to refresh it. But Doug James. runs some comedy shows in Southern California. And from my experience, they're either awesome or terrible. Like there's no in between. But one thing is for sure. Every every 100 percent of the time, Doug James is the weirdest guy of all time. <laughs> I need you to look at me and point when, when he gives you the light, he requires that you look at him and shoot like finger gun him. So I swear to God, I for, if I, I don't think that you've seen it, I will light you again until you recognize it with a finger gun. Remind me. Then he has like a little booklet. Yeah. 
that he writes all his notes in. Does he? He's the guy who's PG thirteen, right? Or no? No, that was uh, LG Ross. L. That was LG. My name is LG. It's short for LG. He was PG thirteen. His email was always "Don't go full Richard Pryor." <laughs> You're like, nice <laughs> reference. No one here fucking the 22 year old open mic or your booking has no idea who Richard Pryor is. Yeah. So the best part, too, about Doug James is when he books you, he doesn't book you in advance. He always books you the night up or like at best the day before, which, as you know, and his shows are in like Huntington or San Clemente and he'll hit you up at 2 p.m. And he'll be like, hey, you free tonight? And you're like, dude, for me to get to San Clemente on a random Wednesday, I have to leave two hours ago. Dude, he texted me. I'm pulling this up now. Like get, anybody just on a whim gets in their car and is like, yeah, I'm going to spend three hours of traffic right now for $50 yeah. and a fucking drink pastrami sandwich. <laughs> he texted me last Wednesday at 7.06. That's Eastern time. Still, 4.06. It just said open tonight, question mark. Here's the best part. I respond to him. I don't live in California anymore. He doesn't even like, respond. Well, probably be less traffic coming from Ohio. <laughs> Dude, he didn't even respond to me saying, I don't live in California anymore. The chances of you making a show in San Clemente <laughs> with four hours notice is about the same chances as somebody making it from L.A. You have a better chance of you have a better chance of flying into San Diego and driving north than somebody know. leaving at four o'clock. And driving I know. So what's your Doug James story? No, this is apparently the Doug James story. This is insane. Uh, guys, I understand that we're talking about a comedy booker of Irish bar shows in California, but I know we have a lot of people who love it when we talk comedy. So this one is a fucking, this is an insane story. So apparently in like the eighties, like the early eighties, Doug James is doing comedy in Los Angeles. Okay. He goes to the fucking, this is unbelievable. He goes I'm, already, to the com- I'm already laughing. He goes to the comedy store Potluck. Okay. Which is the open mic night. Sunday night open mic or something like that. Or some, I don't know how they did it, but like whatever it was, I don't know if it's Potluck or whatever, but whatever it was, he's trying to get out of the comedy store. He's trying to get out of the comedy store. He's trying to get out of the comedy store. Finally, he gets like a, a night at the comedy store. I don't know if it was a thing where like they used to pull names like a week before or something like that. Anyway, he knows a week out or something like that, that he's got like a six, seven o'clock show at the fucking comedy store. He takes a full page ad in variety. <laughs> <laughs> he Shut the fuck Dude, up. It's not shut even. The, it's not even. Shut the fuck up. E- it's not even over yet. It gets way better. <laughs> he takes a full page ad in Variety promoting his five minute or like three minute like open mic, not open mic, but like three minute like showcase spot, like where they're going to watch you for three minutes and tell you if you suck or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to do three minutes. Oh, my God. He does. What do you think that costs in the 80s? It's probably a thousand dollars. Well, I was going to say, you know, 
variety in the 80s would have been so big and so expensive because obviously the internet didn't exist. And like, that's the publication, right? I mean, variety still, is that still the bar for the entertainment industry? Like, oh, I got on variety. Here's the tweet. I have it. I have this story. All right. Who tweeted this out? Augie Smith. Oh my God. It's entitled. So he tweeted something. Okay. Binge watched the comedy store documentary yesterday. I enjoyed it, but wondered why. No oh. discussion of no discussion of Brody except for Whitney's t-shirt. No discussion of Andy Kaufman. Didn't tell the Doug James story. Of course, it's easy to criticize. That's why I do it. Somebody wrote underneath the Doug James story question mark. Oh he quote tweeted it and replied, the Doug James story. <laughs> Doug is a comic that moved to LA from Boston in the 1980s. After a few months of standing in line and phone calls, the comedy store gave him a spot on Tuesday night on a Tuesday night show. Doug went all in and took a, an ad out in variety. Come see Doug James, August 18th at the world famous comedy store. Because of the ad, the show started to get a lot of heat and a bunch of famous people, Jerry Seinfeld, Gary Shandling, etc., called to be on the show. Shut up. The show got so popular. Doug James got bumped. No. <laughs> Shut up. I did not see that. Shut up. Is that true? I mean, apparently, and I didn't, you know, I just know Doug James from uh, you're going to not point and nod four times. So I know you saw it. Um, I only know Doug James from our experiences with Doug James, but apparently this is known as the Doug James story. That is an all time. But does it, isn't it so Doug James? It is. Like, I only believe it because it's him. Oh, dude, that's one of the best stories. That's, dude, that is a legendary, not only just comedy, but comedy store story. That's like an all time story. That is absolutely amazing. He immediately moved to Huntington Beach and started running bar shows. I regret now. I'm regret- Actually, I think he still uh, he lives in L.A. because I've heard some he comics have to take him to the show. He does, dude. I regret writing some, back. I think it was Nick Cobb who told me like, "Don't ever take him to the show." Yeah. He's like, "You don't want to know what that's like." And I was like, "I wouldn't even think of it." <laughs> I regret texting him back. I don't live in California anymore. I should have said not available to see. You know, to get the occasional once every six months, him trying to book me. I love out of nowhere. He was just like, uh, Andy Ruther. Dude, how low was I on his list of comics to book? Like you were ahead of me. Like, was I the 200th comic that he texted that night? Okay, I the- feel like I feel like Doug James Wall. Do you remember when? Did you did he do this to you? This is insane. This tangent we've gone on. Did he do this thing to you where after he like had notes written down in a notebook? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He goes into like a little small notebook and he talks to you about your set. Well, I have a I have a feeling what he does is after he takes. After he talks to you about your set, he pulls that piece of paper out of his little notebook and he pins it to his wall and it's got your name and his comments on your set. And I imagine that if you go into his room, 
it looks like that it's always sunny gif where there's where charlie's in front of the fucking murder wall and then i think what he does is he wakes up from a dead sleep with a dart in his hand and before his eyes are open he just whips it at that wall and whoever it hits he just texts them free tonight oh my god this is too much the first time i ever did his show was with you yeah we were at that irish pub in huntington or in in san clemente san clemente it was it was yeah. a, it was a good show it was all those yeah it was all those military marines and i was doing all my brother yeah. bits it's a great and, show and you had you headlined they get crushed like they, that that was a raucous lively crowd because i remember afterwards uh i don't even remember a bunch of people were buying shots of tequila I don't know. You probably don't remember. The one guy was like, you, he thought, he thought me not drinking talking about it on stage was a bit. And I was like, no dude, I, cause he bought a bunch of shots. You probably don't know. You had to do them. I was like, no dude, I'm not doing these. But what I remember about that night, but I'm was, an American hero. So I did them for you. Yeah. But what I remember about that night was a lot of people wanted to say the Marines were the real heroes there last night, but I had to take two people's worth of free tequila shots. So where's my medal? Well, do you, I don't know if you remember too. A big thing with Doug James is asking who you've worked with. Oh yeah, he, well that he and asks he you. For, he asks you for credits. Yeah, and if you don't have credits, he'll be like, "Who have you worked with?" And then he'll be like, "He lies." Yeah. Well, he turns you worked with to like. He's like, "Hey, you done it?" Like he'll ask you like he'll be like, "You done any shows?" Like, well, I was just on this show with like louis ck at the improv and he's like this next guy is open for louis ck yeah, that's like, his no, move i didn't open for him that's his move he says you opened and it's embarrassing because you're like dude no open means this guy brought me on the brings me on the road yeah he, he did the same thing for me and i remember i forget which comic he used and i was like dude i don't open for a comic I bring on stage and I'm hosting. Like, it. what's the latest club you did in LA? I'll be like, I did the improv. He'll be like, this next guy owns the world famous improv. No, I don't. You just asked where I worked recently. I forgot that he's got the notes and he critiques your set and then he pays like, you. Who, and have he you is- open for anybody? Like yeah, I go on the road with Eddie Ift. This next guy wrote Eddie Murphy's stand-up <laughs> specials. What? How did you get Eddie Murphy? Do you remember he has a ledger in his notebook? So when he pays you the shitty whatever, like fifty dollars oh, yeah. in the weirdest, like he crosses then- he crosses it off. Yeah. Do you remember that? He makes you sign it. Yeah. So like it's like a legal document. I just signed a, a small notebook. You you oh wrote God, he, he makes you sign. You wrote the number fifty dollars on a on a small piece of paper. Then you write an X with a line next to it, and I sign it. And th- you do you think this is what is what court is this holding up in? And, and not to mention, who's taking this guy to court? Like, yeah, dude, I did a $50 bar show in San Clemente. I'm and then, so- can you imagine somebody claim? Can you imagine somebody driving back to San Clemente to press charges for the money that they claim they didn't get paid? It's literally like 50 bucks in a club sandwich. Like, that's what yeah. you're getting paid. Oh, my God. Well, and don't talk to the waitresses. <laughs> Don't harass the staff. I think he I said forgot. one time. I forgot. Do you remember what he said to me that night? No. He was like, oh, you're cause because his spiel is don't talk to the waitresses. I'm like, I need a sandwich, dude. <laughs> dude, I ordered my sandwich and it was a cute waitress, but like I wasn't even hitting on her. 
And he straight up, dude, because you laughed because he was like, oh, you're getting a little friendly with the waitress there. I'm like, dude, I asked her where she's from. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, I didn't grab her ass. Oh, my God. Legine, Doug James. Well, that's well, a fun little sidebar in the middle of picks. Yeah. Well, Dirtballs, we're not getting the calls today because that's that comedy store story is unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. That's dude. That's one of the best comedy stories we've ever heard. I know a full page ad in Variety, and he got bumped. A half page ad, but still. But he got bumped for people like Seinfeld because the show got too big and there's too many people there. <laughs> he turned a regular Tuesday show into like a fucking big deal, and then got bumped off it. Dude, that's an all time story. And that has to be where he descended into becoming the Joker. That had to be the moment. You know what's great? This dude will never hear this because he's no fucking clue what a podcast is. Oh, no way. I mean, he's he's making us sign a notebook ledger that we got paid. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay, back to picks. The Saints, I, it's tough to even do sports now. <laughs> it really is. I'm not going to lie. I just want to hear more Doug James stories. Well, well there's only it. the Doug James stories. Yeah, we'll get through it. Uh, the Saints travel to Tennessee where uh, the Titans are two and a half point favorites. Who's for, who's guy is this? Um, I think you're first. I already know. I'll, t- I'll take the Titans. The Titans. I mean, what a fucking game last week. I had yeah. I had no faith in them winning that game. Obviously, the NFL is a crazy fucking thing. But the Saints are playing. Or the Saints record, I think, is a lot better than the Saints are. Um I don't think I don't think think Trevor unless Odell signs before Sunday. I don't think I see Trevor Simeon beating the Titans. Yeah, I know the Saints have a good defense, but this spread is very misleading. This is saying on a neutral field, the Saints are a half point favorite. I'm just not buying. It. I'm going to go with the Titans as well. All right, the Bucks travel to Washington. The Bucs are nine and a half point favorites against the Washington football team, who is just not looking good. They're two and six, turning the ball over. I'm going to go Bucks win and cover. Yeah. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. Uh, you, you, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those games. I know we've talked about this with other games from a better standpoint. You're like, are like to me it's crazy we've had so many big spreads lately and we get burned it's like why isn't this 12 and a half why isn't this 11 and a half like why is it nine and a half what don't i know and then i'm like yeah it's a two touchdown game yeah i'm going with the box yeah all right the vikings travel to la where they are three point underdogs against the chargers you know, the Vikings keep losing. I think this is a game where they just, they mail it in. I'm going to say Chargers win and cover. Mm, me too. It's going to be hard to make up games this week if I don't pick make different picks. I hate the Vikings. I think, I like, it's just a team I think I've said all I need to say about it, but it's like, even when they're, even when they fucking, I mean, what's the, what's the Vikings record at this point? Won three games. We act like they're not a fucking 
one of the worst teams in football. Yeah, and then they got their Dalvin Cook's dealing with that wild stuff going out. Did you see that? Yeah, but I didn't understand it. I don't really understand it either. They're they're both claiming they did that to each other. He's claiming he was assaulted by his ex girlfriend. She's claiming he assaulted her. But then there was also wasn't there tweets about him and Jadavian Clowney like keeping girls as hostage? Did you see any of that shit? Yeah, she's claiming she kept. She is claiming that those were her tweets. No, she's claiming she kept. He kept her hostage. He's claiming she kept him hostage. I mean, it's one of the wildest things I've ever heard. So he said that she assaulted him and two house guests. That she came in with mace. Maced him in the face, and then she pulled a gun and kept him hostage. This is one of the wildest things I've ever heard. So they're both claiming the other kept each other hostage with a gun yeah. at gunpoint? Yeah. And for that reason, I'm out in the Vikings. <laughs> Honestly, my thing is like, and that's a bad story, but also Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is their is quarterback. <laughs> I'm more concerned with Kirk Cousins being their quarterback than him possibly being held at hostage at gunpoint by his girlfriend. I was going to say Kirk Cousins is holding Vikings fans hostage. Right yeah, now. exactly. That's what's going on. Okay. The Panthers travel to Arizona. The Panthers are 10 and a half point underdogs. Here we go. This is, this is a fucking game. I'm up. I don't know. Are no, you? No, you are. I'm up. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with Panthers to cover because the Cardinals beating the shit out of the Niners game, out of the Niners last week, made absolutely no sense to me. It made absolutely no sense. Other than, you know, at this point, are the Niners and is Shanahan a fraud? Like, I just don't know what to make of that. So I'm going the zigzag theory. Now they play a randomly close game against the Panthers. I agree with your theory, but I'm going to counter it and go. <laughs> okay. Cardinals. Cool. cool. Great. I like it. All right. Russell Wilson's back, baby. He's back, baby. You know, what's crazy. They're only game out of the playoffs. Odell Beckham doesn't want where I, I, thought for sure that would be a on his list too I, well i think yeah there was chatter at first they were one of the teams i saw seahawks traveled to green bay russell's back and i think aaron Rodgers is back packers are three and a half point favorites can can we do a caveat in this game if involved with aaron Rodgers? what if aaron Rodgers is in play yeah yeah of course but like what is he is it possible I think it is. Okay. If Aaron Rodgers plays, I see Packers winning cover. And where's the game? It's in Green Bay. If he doesn't, I'd say Seattle covers. Russell's back for sure. Yes. Are you doing I'm that? I'm Ruthering Ruther. You're going, you're going Hawks. <clears throat> going Hawks. 
Interesting. I think I just think a close game. I think Rogers is weak off. You know, is he a little sluggish from you know from having dewormer in him? I don't know. You know, I think it's a sluggish start. I'm going. I'm going one of those fucking Seahawks games. It's you know somehow like twelve eleven. <laughs> like you're like, how the fuck did this happen? He's never won a game at Lambeau, Russell Wilson. Good. And I don't think he's going to win this one. I think he's going to lose 12-11. Pete Carroll hasn't won a game at Lambeau since he was a defense. I'm reading this tweet right now. Pete Carroll has not won a game at Lambeau since he was a defensive coordinator for the, or I'm sorry, a defensive backs coach for the Vikings in 1986. And I don't think he wins this week. I think he loses 12-11. But you think he covers? Yeah. I like that half-point hook. I'm I'm going with a Packers game-winning field goal at the buzzer. Okay. For a three-point win. 12. Like, like I said, if you're fine with that, my caveat is on Aaron Rodgers. Okay. If he plays, I think the Packers. 15-12 Packers. All right, Eagles travel to Denver with the and, and 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 if Rodgers doesn't play, what do we do? We adjust it, or then you—I mean, this, the whole spread will change. You know what? That's not fair. You're right. I'll just say Packers. Okay. Even though it's going to be such bullshit if Jordan Love plays, and we saw him play last week, it wasn't good. All right, the Eagles travel to Denver. The Broncos are two and a half point favorites. I think- My turn. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Broncos, like, I stand by Philly not being good. I don't think the Broncos are good, but they had, they showed me something against the Cowboys. They want to stay in the mix and an AFC West that's just fucking bottled up at this point. I'm taking the Broncos to win a cover. I stand by that the Eagles are not good. I, I think the, the Eagles having three games makes me angry. I mean, I, we know they're not good because they have three wins, but, like, no. Yeah, I think the Broncos win and cover as well. Come on. Sorry. Give me one, Andy. That'd All be a right. fun one to fucking root for. Well, maybe you'll get this one. So the Chiefs travel to the Raiders. Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. Again. Here we are again. So I mentioned it earlier in the show. Tyler did a deep dive. Deep analytical dive on titled it what is wrong with patrick mahomes i think it's this is actually pretty cool i'll I'll get this your way so basically this year mahomes is scrambling more he's moving outside the pocket more his receivers are going to have more this season alone mahomes is going to have he's going to be sacked the most times he scrambles the most in his career and his receivers are going to have the most drops these are all bad combinations that are all career highs in the negative and first first season with a baby First season with a fiance. Yeah. First season with uh, fans in the stadium for his brother to enrage by dancing on literal graves. Here's an interesting stat, too. The offense is on pace to run the most play action plays in his career. Which, if you're the fucking. If you're any team in the NFL, 
is the cheat code. Unless your team can't run the ball at all, then why the fuck are you bothering? Yeah, it's a good they point. Should be full Tim Couch at Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, <clears throat> let's go five wide the entire time. The How Mummy days. Remember when he was the coach? Yeah. Yeah. He's and also. Honestly, I really think that that's what they should do. Do you remember the whole thing with that offense? There was like five plays. Yeah. That's what Patrick Mahomes right need, needs right now. Five fucking plays that can be <laughs> twisted and variabled into like 25 different combinations, all from a fucking five wide set of some, you know, before on one side and one on the other. Do whatever. Just like keep it fucking simple and let them throw the fucking ball down the field. Why are you Luke, pretending to play action when you don't have a running back that can get a fucking positive yard? They're two and a half point favorites. Who do you like yeah. in this one? I like the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> to win and cover. God, the just... Raiders have gotten the, the 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 Raiders magic of like, you know, them losing a coach to a fucking email scandal. Losing a receiver to a fucking, you know, car accident, murder. Then then them losing some other guy because he's fucking threatening people on Instagram with a gun. Arnett, by the way, he's he was seven picks after Ruggs. So yeah. they're 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 12th and 19th pick in the 20. Uh, them like draft. pushing through. It's just it's over. They lost to the fucking Giants. Blood in the water for Kansas City. Blood in the water. They felt they had blood in the water in Green Bay. They barely, but that's what they're going to, I really feel like they're not good, but that's what they're going to do is if they stockpile these like little janky fucking shitty situation wins, suddenly you get a little confidence. And the next thing you know, we're fucking dealing with the Chiefs again. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I, it's tough for me not to take them for all those reasons that I was thinking as well. I mean, you look at I look ahead to week eleven. ESPN ESPN app. They already have a line. Kansas City favored at home next week against the Cowboys. And then they get a fucking buy. The Chiefs? Yeah. If they won the next two games, they'd be seven and four and heading into buy. They'd be in a really good position. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, it's kind so of annoying, both, right? Yeah, so we're both gonna take the Chiefs. All right, this next one for me is a no-brainer, and I just don't know why it's so low. The Rams are four-point favorites in San Francisco. I'm saying Rams all day in that. Yeah, I am saying it too, and I think the reason is it's so low is because... The Rams played like shit. The Rams played like shit, and then San Francisco played like shit last week, so like something's got to give, and now they play like a fucking close game. The Rams still have a great defense. I mean... Titans, I think put. I think I saw the stat. The Titans only had 178 yards. The of thing offense. about the Rams is like I feel like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Rams have had some lackluster performances this year so far. But they, I feel like they've bounced back with like severity. They do. Right? Am I wrong in that? Uh, I think you're right. I'm not too worried. I think the Rams win and cover. Okay, those are week 10 picks. Again, we're not going to get the calls. 310-359-8365. If you guys have any Doug James stories, please call the hotline because I would love to hear more about Doug James. I got to get to bed because I got to get yeah. up early for a 
big manly Jeep Wrangler ride to fucking Key West, which is apparently very, very close here, but it's still going to take us five hours. Hey, man, I get it. I got to get to bed, too. It's late for me. Thank Anything? you for doing this, Andy. Of course. Thank you, Dirt Balls, for uh, staying up late with us. Does anybody watch this live? I'm um, sure there's a few. Thank you, Dirt Balls, for coming out to shows. Like I said earlier on, give me a heads up before you come to shows. Uh, I'm happy to take a picture with you. I'm happy to have a Miller Lite with you. Uh, so hit me up. We'll be in Key West tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. I have uh, some other shows coming up real soon uh, that I can't officially announce yet, but will be announced soon. But you can always stay uh, on JoePrano.com for dates. Follow me on Instagram. That's probably the best place to find out where I'll be performing at JoePrano on Instagram and all other social medias except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. So follow me, please, and drink Miller Lite and <clears throat> tag me in your social media posts about you drinking Miller Lite on all those social medias. All right. Well, that's our show. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for wrap sticking around. I love the off the tangent shows and just ridiculousness. All right, guys. Much love to the Dirtball fam. We'll be back on Monday. And as always, stay dirty.